Welcome to Self-Styled Life, the podcast designed to support professional women to aim high in their careers and create lives that are way beyond just fine. I'm Janelle Wiesack, a certified life and style coach. I also happen to have 30 years experience and counting in the corporate world. I've learned a thing or two over the years and today I support my clients to create tailor-made self-styled lives which they do using my signature framework that intentionally combines clarity, mindset and action. In these episodes I'll be sharing the concepts, tools and techniques to help you get clear and confident about the career and life you want, dance with your self-doubt and take the next step towards your dreams and goals. These same approaches have supported my clients to create incredible change in their lives My clients have tapped into their strengths, built their self-belief, and learned to live life their way. And now, it's your turn. You deserve more than a life that's fine. You deserve true fulfillment and days that feel fabulous. You deserve your very own self-styled life. Hey, hey, fabulous humans. Welcome to another episode of the Self-Styled Life Podcast with me, your host, Janelle Wiesack. If this is your first time listening in, welcome. I'm so glad you're joining us today. And if you listen in all of the time, know that I value the fact that you are here again so, so deeply. And regardless of whether this is your very first listen or your 40th, I sincerely hope that there's something in this episode that makes a difference in your world. Now, before I lift the lid on the three little words that might be sabotaging your success, I need to remind you about my Aiming High Fast Track sessions. During a 90-minute video call, we'll work together to deliver you clarity on a single issue that you want to tackle. We'll map out where you are in relation to your goal or issue, where you might want to be, the obstacles that could slow you down, and the very first steps you'll need to take to get on your way. Because the intentional combination of clarity, mindset, and action are key to getting unstuck. We can work on any area that will support you to move forward during our time together. Popular Aiming High session topics include moving through a particular situation with a work colleague that's making you feel stuck, or exploring what you might want your next role to be. I've had clients dig into a specific challenge in their work, business or home life that they're facing into and that they just want to get past. And making a career choice or a decision that you've been struggling with so that you can just move on. During the session, we'll spend time uncovering the mindset blocks and the protective beliefs that are keeping you stuck or that might slow you down from reaching the outcomes you desire. I'll share tools that can completely change how you think about protective behaviours like perfectionism, procrastination, people-pleasing and polling. We'll also identify the experiments or the baby steps that you can take. You'll leave the session with new tools in your toolkit, a clear plan and a fresh perspective, but without any overwhelm. And because coaching is all about supportive accountability, you'll also receive a bonus 30-minute check-in with me approximately three or four weeks after your initial session. In that check-in, we'll be able to assess your progress, answer any of your questions and refresh your plan in order to keep you moving forward. This is a really fun and interactive option that's perfect for you if you'd like to get a taste of coaching or if there's a specific area of your career or life that is feeling particularly unclear. 
and it intentionally employs my framework of clarity, mindset and action to support you in creating more fulfillment in your life. I love these sessions so much. They really are super valuable and I can't wait to see you in one soon. Now, it's time to look at these words and let's look at language in general while we're at it. In some ways, this episode is the perfect follow-up to our last chat where we talked about using the word and to expand things for us rather than limit ourselves. And the three words that I see women using all of the time that not only limit them, but could also be sabotaging their success. Whenever I think of this topic, one of my fabulous coaching client always immediately springs to mind. She's highly educated, she speaks multiple languages, she's raised two extremely accomplished children. And a while back, she hit a temporary plateau in her long and very, very successful career. And she immediately started to very eloquently beat herself up big time. My clever client started telling herself a narrative and she used her awesome language abilities to make that narrative as nasty as she possibly could. As often happens when the inner critic takes the microphone, the story she told herself reinforced her self-doubt and confirmed her belief that she wasn't good enough at anything. And unsurprisingly, the constant barrage started to take its toll. My client started to second-guess her decisions and started holding herself back from opportunities. Her shrinking started to impact her health and her relationships, both personal and professional. We don't talk about downward spirals for nothing, after all. Thankfully, though, it didn't take my gorgeous client long to realise that her own words were actually starting to sabotage her success. And we were able to turn things around quickly because upward spirals are as much of a thing as downward ones. She employed words like and, and I haven't done it yet, and avoided words like the ones we'll talk about today. Because intentionally removing a few words from our narratives means that we can avoid spirals altogether. And the words that I recommend you avoiding are just, should, and only. Let's start with just, which is a word that Tara Moore of Playing Big Fame also thinks we'd do better to avoid. How many times have you heard a woman say, I'm just a blah blah, or I just work part-time, or I've only just started, or I don't need a promotion, I'm just happy to be part of the team. Heaps, I'm sure. I think I heard three colleagues last week alone start a sentence with, I can't do that, I'm just a whatever. And I'm sure you can hear as I'm talking how immediately limiting the word just is. Yes, you are stating facts when you name your job title or tell us your work hours or share how happy you are. But you're also doing so much more than these things. Yes, you are these things and you can be a leader or you could be representing your boss. You can be new to an organisation and arrive with decades of experience. You can be happy in your role and take on something more. You don't have to change anything else in your sentence except to eliminate the word just and the entire vibe and energy changes completely. The other area that just can sabotage you is in your written comms. It's completely disempowering when you start an email with something like, I just wanted to. Let's face it, there's probably 27 other things you really want to say in that email. But there's a corporate narrative that says that assertive women are bitches 
And that means that we often soften our language to appear, well, nicer. Scan your comms for the word just and press the delete button. Your comms will be immediately more powerful. Okay, let's move on to the word should and the specific context of any sentence that starts with the words I should. Whenever I hear those words uttered, I immediately bounce back with who says you should? Those words are a big flashing red light that tell us we're not sold on what we're doing, but actually tapping into what we think others might like us to do. And the minute we start doing things because we think we should, we're no longer self-styling our own lives. We're allowing others to influence what we're doing. My best tip for dealing with the word should is to catch yourself every time the word pops out of your mouth. When you hear it, pause for a moment and say to yourself, Okay, now I know what I think others want. What do I want to do here? You can also have this conversation out loud if you're more like me. I promise it gets easier to deal with the odd looks you'll get. But regardless of how you say this, either in your head or out loud, the important thing is to surface and examine the underlying thinking. It could be that you actually do want to do the thing, and that's great. Use the words I want instead. And again, the shift in the underlying energy of wanting to do a thing can't be an underestimated. Or you could find that you do want to do the thing, but you just don't want to do it at this time. In which case, you can adjust things to complete the task at a time that suits you. Or you might find that you don't want to do the thing at all. In which case, it's time to work out exactly what you do want to do and start articulating that. This practice can take a while to get into, but it's worth persevering with because shooting all over yourself, as the saying goes, does not lead to a life that feels true or fulfilling and the life that I'm assuming that you're after if you're listening along here. Now, it's time to take a look at the word only and how it can sabotage our success. And full disclosure here, the word only is the one that I've had the biggest personal struggle with because for a long, long time, I actually believed that limiting ourselves with the word only was a very good thing. I advocated for it everywhere, and especially over on my original blog, Distant Francophile. This might get a bit rambly, but let me try and explain what I was thinking. And I think the easiest place to illustrate this one is through style. Remember, I was a style coach before I did any of my other coaching qualifications. See if you can see the ways we might limit ourselves when we only wear a signature fragrance instead of having a wardrobe full of fragrances we might choose to wear. Or if we only wear one colour metal in our jewellery, silver or yellow gold for instance, instead of allowing us to wear the colour that feels right on the day. These are two things that I advocated for until I realised that the word only cuts us off from experiencing so much more in life. You might miss sights, sounds, tastes, all of the things if you only allow certain things into your life. Imagine only drinking your coffee one way or only drinking a single wine varietal or only eating the same thing for dinner every night. Things would get awfully dull very, very fast. So if I take this beyond style to other contexts, if you only put your thoughts out into the wild on a topic when certain people aren't in the room, you miss the chance for them to see you in your brilliance. Or if you only go to the Tuesday night yoga class, you might miss out on the beauty of the Thursday night one. 
I've absolutely done a complete 180 on this in my own life. Now I believe entirely in choice and I let my intuition guide me. And I have to tell you, I have so much more fun and so many broader and better experiences because I allow so much more goodness to come into my life. Now, one final thought on all of this language stuff, and that's to remember who you spend the most time with and treat her well. So who do you spend the most time with? It's the one coaching question I've never had a woman answer correctly, although now that I've talked about it more than once on Self-Styled Life, hopefully this will change soon. But up until now, women have told me that they spend the most time with their significant other or their kids or a work colleague or an army of work colleagues, and sometimes even a parent. It seems very easy to overlook the fact that we spend every single minute of our lives with ourselves. And therefore, the way we speak to ourselves and the language we use when we do so is critically important. And yet my observation is that most women speak to themselves in anything but a supportive way. I'm positive that they wouldn't dream of speaking to anyone else like they speak to themselves. And you can imagine what living with that sort of vitriol does to your confidence and self-worth. Pay attention to the words you use in your mind. Try out some loving and supportive language. Choose words that build your self-belief and self-acceptance. And when you do catch yourself using language that diminishes your confidence, ask yourself my favourite question. Is that true? Is there any actual evidence that you should be doing things differently or that you're about to lose your job? The usual answer to those questions is no. Make sure that you're being objective when you analyse a conversation or situation and consider the actual facts and not just the stories. And even by implementing these few changes, you'll begin to notice the difference that using kindly language makes in your life, and I promise it'll be a good thing. Alrighty, time to wrap this baby up. Let me start with a bit of a recap. First up, never forget that the language we choose to use can either support or sabotage our success, so it pays to choose wisely. Number two, it also pays to persevere when it comes to eliminating words like just, should and only from our language. They may be little words, but they can have a huge impact on how we see ourselves and how we allow ourselves to show up in the world. And finally, remember that you spend the most time with you. And using nasty language with yourself is a surefire path to misery. Speak to yourself like you'd speak to your best friend and notice immediate changes. Okie cokey, fabulous humans, there we have it. Another episode of Self-Styled Life Complete. I'll be back soon with more ideas, tips and strategies to help you build your self-styled life. But until then, please stay fabulous. Lots of love. Bye for now. <laughs>